This keystone is almost gone. <laughs> My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, the mustachioed man, the man of mustachioed mystery legend, Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. How y'all doing? How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there? Yeah, you know. Tough day? Uh. Strikes and gutters, gutters and strikes. <laughs> the the past like three weeks, we have had such hell trying to put our toddlers down, and uh, everything has been a game time decision. We were going to record last night, and then we were texting each other, and we we're like, "Yeah, this is a no go. Kids are going to bed too late tonight." It went all the way to you know pulling back the curtain a little bit. It was like nine o'clock and we're texting each other are we doing this or not and it was i just got my kid down i just zeke's like i just got charleston down let's go so here we are it is the last episode of the year this is the last one you will hear from us uh besides a half ounce pour in 2018 and it has been a hell of a year thank you guys for taking this ride with us but Zeke, I'm just happy we get together because it, it's it's tough sometimes. I tell you, you think, um, granted, I do have the the newer little one, but she hasn't been a a, a wrench in the plan yet. It's both of our uh, older two that are getting those ages to where uh, I don't know the, the terrible twos did not exist, but the uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sophia's trashy two, threes, and she hit the terrible twos. I mean, well, she's close to three though, Nudge. They could, yeah. She's, I mean, in three months, but they call it a three nager. So that that's the thing they say is that they're they're a three nager, and it's they're just getting all their independence, and the, they want to tell you that they can do everything, and they want to say no, and they're really trying to test their boundaries for independence and all that stuff, and it just means that. She yells at me, and I have two women in the house yelling at me. Well, amazingly enough, everything they uh, want to be independent and do doesn't do a damn thing to benefit me. <laughs> no. Ain't folded clothes to fix a sandwich or made a drink yet. Or, op- or opened a beer. Well, it's funny you should mention that, because our sideboard tonight, you and I, we, we haven't talked about sideboards in a long time. And there was a thread in our friends from the podcast, the podcasters. Uh, they have a, a Facebook group. And we're in that one along with ours, Dad Shrink and Bourbon. Go ahead and join both the groups. They're fun. But uh, something was going on in, in beers and light beers. And Zeke and I decided to throw back to college tonight. Our, our side pour is Keystone Light. Hey, we didn't pay for these. They were just in the fridge. No, one of the luxuries of recording at Zeke's Airbnb is that there are presents left in the fridge. And sometimes it's not so good stuff, depending on who the renters are. But uh, we decided to rock out these Keystone lights tonight. And I felt like going back to 19 years old. And I think it's a great decision. 
I don't know if I'd say it was great, but um, they changed <clears throat> these cans around a well, little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's marketing. Still tastes like damn near water. I don't it, know. Keystone Light. The only time I ever drank these was when I was uh, floating a river or something, just because you could drink them the entire day, not be dehydrated, still able to drive home, not cramp up. I mean, golden. Well, the thing that you guys didn't have in the South that I had growing up in the North is 30 racks. And uh, I don't know if they ever came down here, but you you could get a 30-pack of Keystone Light for $9.99. Oh, no, I remember that. When did they hit down here? Cause, I don't know. I mean, I remember buying like 30 packs of Southpaw when I was in high school. Well, we got <laughs> we got 30 stones for $9.99, and that was a a favorite in college for that reason. It was awesome. I just know uh, the one time I was in charge of getting a keg, I rolled with the paps. They never asked me to get a keg again. Really? Brilliant. I would imagine that a keg of paps is pretty damn good. Pretty damn cheap. Or yeah. used to be. It's pretty damn cheap, but it's not. I I like PBR. Hey, I mean, this is before, you know, hipsters and all that stuff decided it was trendy. And I don't know. I always got yelled at. I just laughed and said, look, it's the cheapest thing out there. We're on a budget. It's college. <laughs> It's all going to end the same way no matter what. Well, we are going to sip these stones and we are going to enjoy them. Uh, The other thing that we are going to do tonight is we are going to do a blind from our friend Chris Walters. He is in the Dad's Drinking Bourbon Facebook group. He's in a couple other groups we're in. He's a good guy. I think you know him from Georgia, don't you? We're just both coincidentally, you know, Georgia. Oh, so you both just have. I thought everybody in Georgia was related. No, no, no. Only certain counties. <laughs> but And that's always inside the county line, not out. Not outside? Well, you don't want to crossbreeding. <laughs> well, Chris was nice enough to send us a blind of five different whiskeys. We do not know what these whiskeys are right now. Mm. We'll take a break and drink them. They have all sorts of shapes on them. So he sent us bottles instead of labeling them one, two, three, four, five. We have a diamond, a square, a circle, a pentagon, and a triangle. So we're we're going to figure this out. What's a little scary is that Zeke actually has the answers to these. We don't have an actual like envelope that we can open. If you guys send this again, uh, please send an envelope because I don't trust Zeke with this email. <laughs> what you should be more thankful of is I happened to dig back in the box to reuse the packing supplies and that's when i found the second set of samples because i assumed that the the one set was for both of us to go through and i was like oh shit there's a whole other set of samples he did chris you went above and beyond you sent each one of us a whole set of samples to go through this is awesome uh we love it when you guys do this we love tasting things blind as you guys know and the big show on our half ounce pour shows that you can get on Mondays. That's when we do a straight whiskey. We don't do it blind and not straight whiskey like it's two years old. But we we drink it just as is, not putting it up against anything else. It is just a straight review. Those are 10 to 15 minute episodes. But this is where we like to do what we love to do. And that's blinds and side-by-sides and interviewing some people And it's been a great year in 2018 before we actually get to this blind. We don't have time to do a big year in review show. 
We know we want to do a bigger show on BTAC, and we will pretty much do that one of the first couple of weeks in 2019. We'll review all the 2018 BTAC. Maybe not all of them, but we'll try. Yeah, I think we have every single one except for Sazerac that we have access to. Yep. So we'll we'll give you our notes on those. We will try to do some half ounce pours on those as well. We should have a half ounce pour of Handy or Stag coming out before Christmas. Uh, so you should see these things that are trickling in over the next couple of weeks. We know it's BTAC season. We know it is hunting season, raffle season, waiting outside store season. So anything we could do to get some knowledge your way. We want to try to do that quickly, but in 2018, I can't think of a lot that like got me super excited more than last year. No, I mean, not to downplay or, or, or seem a, I guess, grammar. Don't be grim. Is it downtrodden? Is that a word? I think. Yeah. But downtrodden is a word. Um, Use it in a sentence. I can't. Hey. Baby steps. At <laughs> any rate, um, you know, we wouldn't say that this year was lackluster by any means as far as uh, bourbon and things go, but just nothing really, um, you know, overly peaked our radar a ton. And as far as trying to look at a, you know, a whiskey of the year or year in review type show, just didn't really have a whole lot as we sat back and, you know, looked at both of, uh, you know, our bars and what we had in our glasses most nights. And nothing really seemed to to change dramatically. There might have been some picks here and there from various distilleries, which uh, obviously some good one-off picks can really be a game changer. But that's not something that's overly accessible to everyone. And I would say just in general, our um, normal daily drinking habits, if anything, I, I think we may have broadened our horizons a little more. At least I know I have dabbling in Armagnac uh, a fair amount these days. Uh, I really, got into gin. Really have loved barrel-aged gin for me personally. Regular gin, I, I've, I've had a couple I enjoyed as well. And I wouldn't say it was you know lackluster if not having anything to, to get excited about in the bourbon world. Uh, I think it was just you know literally changing, changes of pace and uh, you know, hitting different spots on the palate and trying to keep everything you know, fresh in there, so to speak. And I think a lot of this year, we really focused on store picks more than going and chasing allocations. But if you think of what we've been able to try through this show, we've had Filibuster come in this year. We've had Pinhook come in this year. We've had uh, Bernie Lubbers. We had the nine-year, 11-year, and we had the 14-year separately, but then we also of Old Fitz, and then we also had the new Parker's Heritage this year. You know, out of that group, I really liked the nine-year-old fits. We've had Four Roses 130th. We've had Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. We've had the Wild Turkey Revival. There were some of these that I liked. I really liked the Wild Turkey Revival. Old Forester Birthday Bourbon is always kind of a standard. Really like that revival this year. I like the nine-year-old fits. I liked the Four Roses 130th, but I didn't like it to go buy it at secondary. You know, if you're thinking about the the hype beast on that, it was a good Four Roses, but I I think it was a good Four Roses at retail. Um, 
there's not a lot that I'm sitting here jumping up for joy. I, I never get excited over Pappy. It's just kind of, I think once you have it, you kind of know, like, all right, yeah. It, it's a lot of them are thin for me. Well, I think, too, there's just so many more people with access to the various boards. I mean, secondary has done nothing but go up, you know, in that kind of light. Yeah, there's stuff that, you know, we have bought and, and, and will buy on secondary. I would just say anything that came out this year just didn't seem to give us that much of an oomph of, yeah, this is really worth me, you know, dropping the coin for that one. And if we think of what has come out this year, you know, Knob Creek has come out with a lot of rise. So not only just the barrel pick rye, but we've had some of these other ryes that have come out, the twice barreled rye. There's some experimental stuff or, or some different type of ryes that are coming out from them. We've had different Basil Haydens, but none of us really, or neither of us really go for those. There's just not, OWA picks have kind of been hit or miss. Yeah, this I, mean, I think year. one of the only things that's probably hailed, and granted we haven't got in the new uh, barrel proof yet, um, but from what I hear, and based on the last EHT barrel proof, 130, 150 secondary. I mean, yes, you're up paying because it's secondary, but that's not expensive in the grand scheme of things, and that's a really damn good pour. A lot of people like the EHT barrel proof better than some of the allocated, you know, the big allocated bottles that have come out this year. Troy, we're going to get it in there. Don't worry. <laughs> we have um, some of the, you know, I think this was the year, if last year for MGP was the year of Bellmead, this year was the year for Blom Brothers. So, oh, yeah. Blom Jesus. Brothers really just exploded as. You know, if you think about the progression, we have Smooth Ambler to to Bell Mead to Blom Brothers now. Uh, there are other places like Traverse City that are coming out with some MGP that are really good. I had one from New Mexico down at Carruthers last week that was an MGP that was pretty dang interesting. What was it? I, I can't even think of the name right now. <laughs> I mean, I just know it was MGP. But I forgot to remember the label. Now I think it'll be interesting too. Moving into next year's, you know, some of these craft places are going to get to three, four, five, six year juice. What should be, uh, you know, beginning to be a, a telltale sign of whose horse is, is pulling ahead, so to speak. You know, Castle and Keys getting closer. I think. Will it's finally getting some stuff out there. Uh, well, it's got a lot of five years out now that are really good. New riffs coming out with more and more stuff and really seeming to appeal to the masses. So, I, I mean, I look forward to, you know, as these crafts are finally getting into what should be more of a sweet spot, you know, really seeing who does have some good juice and, and also hopefully with as, as much competition as there is in the market, uh, some of these guys that are just a little bit too high. You know, folks just finally start looking at them saying, look, we enjoy the product you have. It's good. It's not old enough to be great yet. I think it could be, but you need supporters. Yeah, and you're bringing up some things I wanted to touch on, too, because I think New Riff's own distillate was a big story of this year. A lot of people have just been loving that New Riff. I keep 
having a, a pick, the the Ken Riffey Jr. That you still that, haven't brought me to taste. Well, that's what I'm saying, that I, I keep forgetting to bring over. That's so remind me the beginning of the new year that I have to bring that over. Um, you know, we've had the hype train come up and down on Jay Mattingly this year. We've even had locally in Nashville, you know, Heath Clark, his his bourbon is now four years, so bottle and bond. So we got to try that. That's a real refreshing bottled and bond that has a lot of interesting notes. And, and if you like malted stuff, that comes out just like the Stranahan Snowflake that we were lucky to get from our buddy Nate, 5280 Whiskey. But I think there are a lot of options that are coming out. Like you said, that for people that don't want to go run and chase allocated bottles anymore, there are a lot of options that are coming in at decent prices and those decent prices. I mean, I'm going to put anything that's under a hundred bucks. There are people that are going, I mean, even in Nashville, when you want to go get stag or anything like that, it's 150 bucks. Now those allocated whiskeys are no longer being sold at 89 99. So if you want to get something good under a hundred bucks, I think that new riff is coming in at 50. Our kind of standard things have been Russell's reserve for roses picks. There have been a ton of good Russell's reserve picks this year, a ton of good four roses picks. And then if you think about it too, you know, we are ending the year on the note that OWA is doubling in price. Okay. I forgot about that. And we would be remiss if we did not talk about that because that might change my opinion on OWA a little bit. Because if you think about it, you know, it really should be a 20 to $30 bottle. And a lot of stores have been selling it from 40 to 50. And if you, you know, I just got one the other day that was 40 bucks. There are others in town that are 50 bucks for 750. I'm not going to go buy it if it's a $60 bottle. I think the bigger problem there is the the quality that's fallen off this year. I mean, countless picks were fair to Midland. Some didn't even hit, you know, par for the course. I feel like almost, uh, interestingly enough, looking at, you know, 2019 coming up after this year where, you know, the big guys still put out good juice, still had some great picks, but they really stayed in their lanes, so to speak. And nothing really, uh, you know, jumped up on the uh, seismograph. But with some of these new crafts coming up and, and, and where they should be getting with their product, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, give them a bit of a run and, and maybe change the landscape there as far as what people are really gravitating to or going towards. Obviously, no, no one can predict the future, but I feel like it's kind of at that point of where none of the big players did anything really amazing this year. So it kind of leaves the door open for somebody to, you know, try and get their foot in there. You know, and another thing we talked about this year Old Ezra 7, which I think was a very good pour for 40 bucks, And some stores have since raised the price up to 75 which kind of made me go, eh, I don't know if this is a good eh. pour anymore. I turned away and walked out. Well, that's what, that's what eh means. Uh, kind of turned my nose up at it. I, I don't need... It's not a $75 pour. It's a very solid $40 pour. And I think they took something that was good that could have been their version of Rare Breed. And stores kind of manipulated it based off the hype, hype train. I'm always going to go for 
you know, those four roses, Russell's reserve picks, daily drinkers, you know, you got rare breed if you want higher proof. You have early times bottled and bond. I don't think that's changed for us, and we've re- we've revisited that a bunch this year. I I don't see a lot changing in our mind from last year to this year, and we have drank a whole bunch of shit this year. I don't know, buddy. You're getting complacent in old age. I mean, if I saw 70 to 75 for that Ezra 7, I wouldn't say, man, that's more like a no soup for you. <laughs> Walk the hell out the door and cuss a couple of times. Oh, man. is like, do you want spaghetti again? It's the third night we've had it for leftovers. Meh. Yeah, that's a meh. Come on now. Oh, I'm you sorry my reaction is not you what you got to get a little better here. I, I just, I'm not, you know, here's what, here's one of the things I think I've, I've realized, right? Not every release is for me. There's, there's a lot of people out there that, feel like they should have access to every release. I'm not going to have access to every release. And I know that. And I'm okay with that. I'm very fine or I'm very happy and content being in my own lane. Going about 45 miles an hour? No. About 80. <laughs> You're going 100. Hey, but until you learn to drive with your knees, boy, you got a long way to go. Yeah. Never drive. With, I did learn that this year. Don't drive with Zeke. And he only drives with his knee. Doesn't have his hands on the wheel half the time. Just it's a very rural redneck thing. I don't think it's a rural redneck thing. It's kind of a Zeke thing. No, everybody I grew up with drives that way. At one point in time, my best friend he had two cell phones, and he was talking on both of them at the same time. <laughs> Me on one, and I don't know the other. It's a while back, and I was like, "Man, you realize this is probably the safest predicament to put yourself in." He said, "Zeke." God didn't want me to talk on these phones right now. He wouldn't have given me knees. <laughs> I said, hi, brother. We good. Is there anything else you want to say closing out 2018? Uh, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, we've got some more stuff lined up. And I, I told John that I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. But at the same time, with um, raffles going on, people getting allocated stuff, et cetera, this time of year. You know, our biggest thing is always, uh, you know, what's the bang for the buck? And we don't want to do anyone a disservice, especially if they're spending their hard on hard earned coins on it. Other than Saz 18, I've had the four, uh, BTAC releases this year. Um, my own rankings were handy, then stag, then the equal rare, and then William LaRue. Very just brief overnote since most folks always say the Weller's the best was, it just got really hot and messy for me on the back end. Uh, and a few other guys that were all tasting the same day, most of us were in that same boat. Seeing some pretty good press on the handy. I, I think it's all legit from what I've seen. Don't think it's folks trying to uh, you know, fluff or, or make the market transition. And um, the old Rip 10 this year is really thin and light. Um, it could have been water with bourbon flavoring drops added to it for as far as I'm concerned. And I think that's kind of par for the course with what we've seen with the Weller. But, you know, when we've had some good Weller picks, those beat the rip for me this year. I would agree with you on the handy over the stag. But one of the things that I love about the stag is the exact opposite of what the Weller was like this year and and how it kind of gets hot on the back. I always loved, and I know the proof is a little bit down on the stag this year, 
but I always love that Stag is a high proof that does not drink like a high proof. Doesn't drink like its counterpart, Stag Junior. It is a very, very smooth, high proof bourbon that is an easier drinker for the proof. And every time I have Stag, I kind of get amazed and I go, wow, I can't believe this is 130 proof or 128 proof or whatever it is. But I would say the handy is the the best of the lot, but I am never disappointed with a stack. No, it's definitely consistent, but I would think one of those two would be your, your bang for the buck, depending on what your preference is. If you haven't liked handy in previous years, which there's been, you know, more than one iteration of it I've had that I honestly just did not care for at all. Um, I was thoroughly surprised and impressed by this. Um, so again, you know, if you're at those places and you and you're looking for the the best drinker of the bunch, that's where I would go with it. Obviously, they don't have the most uh, secondary value out of everything, but hey, we just try and uh, appeal to all. Speaking of drinking, uh, Zeke's Keystone's almost gone, but we have a blind of five whiskeys to go through. It's from almost our- gone. Is it gone? Well, you said we were going back to the days when we drank stuff like this. So I had a much more Southern twine. <laughs> you did? Of course. Oh, I wish I knew you then. You wouldn't have understood me. I would. I have Scottish friends I can understand. I, can I had get to have a translator in pharmacy school. You did? I mean, he wasn't an official translator, but people would be like, what did dumbass say? <laughs> da 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 I'm like, yep. They're like, right there. <laughs> right there, Ariana. But we are going to... We are going to drink these five because we love doing blind tastings. We'll take a break. We will come back. I'm sorry it's taken so long to finally get to actually drinking, but I'm really interested to see what these were. I know Zeke has the answers. We'll give you our tasting notes. We'll give you our initial thoughts, and then we'll figure out what these are. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. In the break, we had five whiskeys. We went live. We said hi to all of you. If you were able to catch that on our Facebook group, Dad's Drinking Bourbon, it's a private group. Answer some questions. Come on in. We'd love to have you. Zeke, let's get this show on the road. What was your favorite out of these five? My favorite? I don't know. Uh I, I really liked the diamond one. It was interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know if I liked it the most or it was just really that intriguing to me, especially with what I picked up off the nose and palate compared to everything else. At least that might've probably been a, a little helper there as well. How about yourself? I like the square triangle was probably my second. So I would go square triangle. The diamond was actually my least favorite. That's what cracked me up was I heard you mumble that the the nose really messed you up on it, quote unquote. And I was like, man, I'm not messed him up. Just made me fucking hungry. Well, (laughs) it it had nothing like that for me. So what are these? Let's figure it out because we know diamonds is your favorite. Square and triangle are my favorites. Let's figure out what these are, and then we will uh, talk. Or do you want to go through uh, your notes for each one and then reveal afterwards? No, I mean, at this point, we've said what our favorites are. Let's actually let the people know what we're talking about. 
I know this means you have to look up an email. No, I've got it. You, you, pick, want you pick where we start. We'll start with the diamond. That All was right. your favorite. Diamonds you go ahead and forever. give me your notes. Um, Nose-wise, I thought it was just really sweet. Um, it almost reminded me of Sweet Carolina, which if you've never heard of it, you probably won't be able to find it other than the discontinued rack. It was a Buffalo Traces version of... Um, SoCo before they bought out SoCo, which has now been discontinued. Only reason I know about it is because it was on sale at Elixir for a very reasonable price. I know you talked about it for a while. I mean, it was good, especially in the summertime. You and TJ were talking about it. TJ got a little commission off every bottle that was sold for a week, so I had to take one or two for him. I mean, come (laughs) on. All right, um, so it was you like the nose. Yeah, beyond that, I thought it, it it reminded me of like lemongrass or almost new grape. And then I really got this berry grape flavor thing. I don't know. I said it was somewhere between if you made like a a blueberry or a raspberry or strawberry pie. Somewhere in that medley was where I really got this on the nose. Palette-wise, at first it was still grapey. I don't know, it just kept getting that note. Then I had like what reminded me of a the sweetener used in chewing gum. And then I had that, you know, some corn eventually showed and a little bit of cinnamon at the back. But again, this, like I almost thought this was not a straight whiskey. I mean, it, it, it seemed like there was something added to it or something. I felt the same way that something was added to it. I, I noticed, and we normally don't mention color, but this one was very much lighter in color. I I got the nose was fruity, but somewhat like paint or paint thinner. And then I said, nope, definitely a fresh cone of paint on a wall with no windows to air it out. I got paint on the nose. It's like a type of paint or a color. Just like, you know, like you you paint your wall. I I feel like that's just like an astringent type thing. Yeah. It was, it was like paint though. Like it was very distinctly like smelled like I was painting. Then uh, the taste, it was pretty thin on the front, slight dill, pepper, and rye tingled my mouth. The finish was an okay hug, nothing memorable, slightly dry and leathery. I got a little bit of a hug on this as I sipped it. Maybe it's higher proof, or maybe it's just one of those ones that kind of comes in with a hug, but I didn't think it was higher proof because of the, the thinness on the front of the palate, but... It did give a, an okay hug. It tasted like flavored whiskey to me. Yeah, no, I mean, the so the notes I got definitely uh, point a little bit of that direction. I don't know, plus it may have been the fact it was your first pour of the night. You know, everybody says... Well, no, I actually went... So, the, this is true story. I took a sip of this. I tried to get a nose on this, and then I took a sip, and... I didn't trust myself, so I went over and took a sip of the four roses you have on the table over there. Oh, that thing's high proof. And then I went back to have this one again. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I need something to kind of cleanse the palate and yeah. get me going. And uh, I'm like, maybe something's off because I felt like something was off with this one. And then I went back and I got the same thing. So it wasn't, you know, I, I kick-started my palate just to get something going. I had a chip. I went over and had some chips and took a sip of water and I was like, maybe I, maybe it's me. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's me. Did you scratch your ass? No. That's where you, uh, it's like, take all your keys out, put everything on your left side. But what, what was this one? So this one, the diamond was Evan Williams, single barrel 
from Hilltop Liquor Pick, 10 and a half years old, barreled on April 5th of 2002, bottled on October the 8th, 2012, 86.6 proof. So, kind of interesting there, huh? Which typically on those Evan Williams picks, I get peanut brittle. And this was completely off profile. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that there's so much sweet in there. It, it's funny. I, I don't know. I feel like if I had a bottle of this, I wouldn't be able to share it with anybody because it had been gone the next morning. I don't think you liked it that much. I, I, I would have given you mine. Oh, man. Jesus. The one bottle you didn't buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the square. I'll go first on this one. Um, at first, it was hard to get a nose. But then I got some floral notes, kind of like potpourri. The taste was lots of pepper. It was spicy, spicy at first on that first sip. And I know you're always supposed to have the first sip and kind of let it go. That second sip, I got a whole lot of flavor. Creamy, toffee, leather, vanilla, butterscotch. I mean, all that kind of stuff. But it was so creamy and coated your mouth. The finish for me was a whole lot of leather. Getting a lot of leather lately. I know. You're with me, leather. Just call me Chris Berman. I mean, you've been like chewing on a whip or something? Or you, should I dare even ask what you're doing in your, your free, free time these days lately? Or you, I don't know. That's for What's me the, to know and you not to know. Man, well, just let me know the safe word if I don't see you for three days. <laughs> no, I have not been chewing on leather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What'd you get? Nose-wise, I thought it was uh, cinnamon over sugars. It was really floral and aromatics. I said it was springtime fresh. At at one point, it really seemed to remind me of waffles for some reason. I think it had to do with the warmth and uh, you know that kind of stuff. Um, like the cinnamon over the sugar. Maybe a waffle with a, a drizzle of uh, some cinnamon or something. Palette-wise, I also thought it was really rye at first. Then I caught a wave of some sweetness that came through. I Not to cut you off, but I had the same thing. And I almost, I mean, if you remember, as we were going through the blind, I said, are all of these rice? But That's when I looked at you and laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I had another sip and I was like, okay, this one isn't a rye. It's no, just it just moves around. Yeah. I think the rye just showed its head first. Uh, then there was a good wave of sweet. It was a really thick pour that, that you know, held on to you, so to speak. And, and then as it moved toward the back end, uh, the cinnamon came out, some barley came out. You know, nice complexity and really just a, a nice array of flavors, I thought anyway. So the square was Russell's Reserve, Whitlock Package Pick, Rickhouse D, Floor 56502, and like other Russell's Reserve picks, coming in at 110 proof. And John is still confused as I'm the stat boy for tonight, which throws him into a tizzy. I know. It's, it's, I'm not used to this. <laughs> Let's go on to the circle. It's interesting. No, sorry. That, that's interesting. It's not. I didn't get like the, the turkey signature on that one, but I did like it. No, I did as well. I, I thought that there was more thickness to it than flavor, which was kind of my gripe with Stag this year. Was that you know just 
incredible viscosity in the pore that just sticks with you and, and is there and kind of fights you as much as you fight it as you work it around. Just not a flavor bomb. Picked up different things at different times, but none of them, you know, ever gave me an uppercut or more than a jab. Agreed. Let's go to the circle. I, I thought this one was interesting because it was the darkest of the bunch. So we normally don't comment on color, but this one and the last one we had, which was the triangle, those were the, the two darkest out of this. It was, the nose was super interesting for me on this. It was like creamy candy, almost like being in a candy store. Like you're getting hit with all these different sweet notes and you, you can't really discern one except knowing that it's super sweet and it's just thick candy like you're actually in the store i got some young citrus on the taste with some butterscotch and toffee it coated my mouth really nicely but i did get hints of youth in there i think uh the finish was short no mint on the pillow that's that's what I got there. To what about steal. a kiss on the forehead? No kiss on the forehead, no mint on the pillow, nothing. Any thoughts? What do you mean? Like what it was. I don't know. Oh, John. It, it certainly wasn't peerless. Well, it was certainly something you've had more than once. <sighs> well, I can't wait to... What was it, <laughs> Elmer T. Lee? No. Um, laughably, because... When I took my notes for this, like the light bulb went off and I was like, ooh, I think this has to be what this is. I want to see if John gets it or not. Like I, this is the inverse of that moment with Elmer T, just because it was laughable. Like, I wonder if he's going to pick this up. <laughs> Nose, I thought it was uh, like honestly honey or syrup infused. Like having this and then that Evan Williams after it, that's when I was really like, are you throwing some flavored whiskeys here? Like, man, he's really throwing us some curves. I mean, um, that candy store note on the, the nose for me really got me. But yeah, I got... Um, that's what's throwing me. That's why I can't guess because I've never had something that was that much candy, like, thickness on the nose. Oh, but you have. No, I mean, I'm sure I have, but not. I've never got that note. Um, my, my second guessing thought to myself was maybe it's just young corn, but it had just a really good sweetness to it. Palette-wise, I thought it was uh, barley, then corn sweet. Um, it reminded me of a honeycomb in that kind of sense. Um, just like if you're pulling out of honey, that, that's where my mind went for some reason. Got some vanillas toward the back. And if anything, it just seemed like a very alcoholic butterscotch. And John, you can uh, read my question mark there. And that was from the nose. Really? You even have a bottle at home, uh, folks. This was M.B. Roland Bourbon, picked by the Firewater Review, Grandma's Candy Bowl. It was picked, actually, while they were here in town one weekend, and we had it the day they picked it. That's interesting because <laughs> the... Um, that's interesting because that those would be the notes that I get. You know, like knowing the age there, having some citrus on there, but there was a lot of... Um, oh, no, like between their pick and then that prof pick, which I know I think I probably sit on it more than you have, even though it's over here. 
Both are very similar. The problems just has more of a chocolatey uh, tone to it. And theirs just went super candyish. Both really good single barrels. And I think that's why grandma's candy bowl. Well, right. It's oh, so yeah. fit. And it's, I haven't cracked that bottle yet. And now I'm going to crack that bottle when I get, I did like this. Well, that's your own fault. I cracked it today. I got it. Yeah. I didn't crack it yet. Sheesh. I, I'm busy going through, I'm at the, the end of the year purge right now. <laughs> I am trying to drink down. I just finished a bottle of Peerless that I did not want to finish. Oh, God. Mm. But I mean, bless, I paid, bless your heart, John. I paid so much <laughs> for it. That bless your heart. F you too. <laughs> All right, let's go to the home base. What did you get for the Pentagon? Oh, I actually thought it was a hexagon. That's why I've been confused the whole time. Nose-wise. Um, <laughs> you, do, you don't know shapes. I, I barely saw it because it was sitting in front of you. It's Come got on, five man. sides. I didn't look that close. I said, is it a hexagon? You said, yeah. I, I, I don't, can't help you. Don't pay attention. I just don't listen to you and say, yeah, a lot. <laughs> it's unanimous across multiple platforms, John. <laughs> Friends can vouch. The child that walks into a theater halfway. I just thought it's unanimous that people don't listen to you and just say yes. <laughs> Nose wise, I laugh at myself after I wrote this down because I put down herbal essence tea, but I think herbal essence is like a shampoo or some shit, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. What is it, herbal essentials? Is that a tea? I don't know. Amy buys these things, man. I don't know. She's like, well, you steep a tea in there. And I don't know. It just reminded me of one or multiple of those that I've. Uh, had the pleasure, quote unquote, of steeping. Uh, beyond that, I have uh, sweet berries. It really reminded me of Buffalo Trace juicy fruit profile that's been in a few things lately. Um, had honeysuckle, honeydew, cantaloupe, or honey, I just can't hear you. I'm drinking. Palette wise, um, had noticeable char at first, which really caught me surprisingly. Uh, then it seemed kind of chalky even after that i got some faint hints of the nose but nowhere near as much as i had expected you know this one definitely did a 180 on me the nose was like books or magazines not like a dusty but like newer ones with a hint of fruit so i got some fruit there but it was like a a papery smell it was interesting the taste was astringent spicy but not pepper spice somewhat citrusy it was kind of a youth to me and I, I think some of the Buffalo Trace notes would apply like you were thinking it's it's you know as I've progressed in here Buffalo Trace kind of has that and it's, it's thin and a little bit light to me the finish was short and that's the you know yeah that's all I, I this was the shortest finish out of the bunch this was Buffalo Trace, picked by the Atlanta Bourbon Society, 90 proof. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, let's go to your triangle. Triangle. Nose-wise, it definitely seemed high proof. Uh, I picked up baking spice and grass. After that, it really seemed like peppermints and graham crackers. And then I kind of drifted into basically a gingerbread house. It, it just kind of had a lot of those dynamics to it. And I, I don't know. That's where the mind went. Who knows? Palette-wise, um, really rye and barley. And it's hard for me to explain this, but all I could really rationalize in my head was it seemed to be more sap than piney. 
I think just the kind of heaviness and that, you know, dry barley to it on the back end. Um, and I just put it was more sap than piney. Um, it had a bitter reminiscent of, you know, natural honey. So interesting about this one, my notes, I said this definitely on the nose, I said definitely has a rye signature to it. I got dill, vanilla. I did get a little bit of the graham cracker that you got in there. And, and it was like a dill with some cookied stuff. So for the taste, I got dill with vanilla and definitely that those rye spices that, but it was like a deeper, it wasn't like hot rye. It was just, I knew the rye was there. Uh, finish was medium to long. This was one of my fate, you know, so if I'm thinking about my three favorites, I know I said the square and the triangle, I think square circle triangle. So I liked the Russell's Reserve and B. Roland and then whatever this was were my three favorites. So I don't know what this one was, but you're about to tell me. It is Knob Creek Whitlock Package Pick, 14 years and three months. Warehouse W, floor two, rack 40, tier one, 120 proof. And laughably, when I first read this, I just saw Knob Creek and thought, oh, it's KC Rye, but at 14 years and 120 proof, that's a bourbon. I'm surprised I got the dill off of that. Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't recollect ever having a a bourbon that was that far off profile for any of those KC picks even. I mean, I could have swore that that stuff that we got that we didn't talk about before, Kentucky Owl Batch 8, we've had the old Carter, we've had some Four Roses stuff, and that really kind of was like the old Carter or the Willet Rise to me where I would get Dill. I'm surprised that's a bourbon, man. I mean, if I had to say that one of these was a rye, that would have been my first choice, and the Russells would have been my second. Yep. Um, hands down, like no no questions asked. Always intrigued by off-profile picks, but that one, that okay. gives a, a whole new uh, extra degree of off-profile. That was off-off-profile. I mean, there's no no beam in that. I've put down a little. There's no <laughs> nuttiness. Beam. There's no nuttiness to it. I did not get the signature characteristics you would expect from a beam centauri product no um, well intrigued by that one for sure if nothing else though uh i'll, I'll laugh when you tell me you finally cracked the uh, the candy bowl i i will be going home and cracking it tonight because that <laughs> i i really did like that one and no honestly, I, I laughed so hard at that because even on the nose i was like this is MB rolling. I was like, oh, even better. This is the MB rolling that John and I have both tasted and both have a bottle. No, I, I have not water. opened it yet. Seth and Aaron. Appreciate Seth and Aaron, you had a great pick, and I can't wait for us to pick an MB rolling with you in 2019. So you all should watch out for that one because it's coming. The other thing I should mention is 2018 was the year of Zeke's mustache. Hopefully 2019 is not the year of Zeke's mustache as well, but... Hey, 2018 is also on Donate the Hair. I you did Donate the Hair. And if you think about some of the stuff I've loved about 2018, we have, uh, you know, we did the tasting for St. Jude. We'll be doing that again in 2019. I would love to incorporate other things for that with the the, the charity. 
We also Zeke donated his man bun to Locks of Love. Mm-hmm. What what was it? Um, it wasn't Locks for Love. They they charged people money. Oh, that's not a good avenue to go down. I can't think of it, but it wasn't Locks for Love. Everyone told me that's that's not the way to go. Uh, well, no, they you charged, donated. They charged people a ton of money. Well, you donated for it, so good on you. Yeah, I can't think of. Bless it. your heart. Sorry. Hey, that's not a bless your heart. You grow hair for over two years. I wish I could grow hair for two years. <laughs> exactly. But I can. Well, I mean, you can. Anyways, it's we like you know other parts of your body when you were probably twelve or thirteen. I know, but we've really appreciated this year with you all. I've, I've loved, um, and I know Zeke has too. The the community that we have and kind of the group that we have going. Go ahead to our Facebook group, Dad's Drinking Bourbon. It is a fun place. We love hanging out with all of you. We'll go live in there every once in a while, give each other shit. It's good times. Find us on your favorite podcast provider. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Find us on Instagram at Dads Drinky Bourbon. Zeke, anything else you want to say before we close out this year? And we do hope to have, uh, as John kind of alluded to earlier, some some nice picks lined up in 2019 that, uh, you know, obviously – what share or uh, cut we can get our hands on? We definitely want to offer to you all first and foremost. That's what uh you know one of the few things that means the most to us for sure. Beyond that, I can't think of too much. Good luck in uh you know your stores allocations, raffles, or the hunting. Get in there and crack them and and see where the proof is really in the pudding, so to speak. If, I like pudding. If if somebody would have told me you're going to say that uh, for 2018 BTAC handy's the best, uh, <laughs> I would have laughed and uh, drank something and walked away probably. But here we are. Here we are. Cheers. Ciao.